in a biotechnology class. We made cheese, ricotta cheese. Excellent. We didn't eat it because it's from a disgusting beakers, which could yeah, have been easily enough. filled fair with enough. nitric acid. So no to that. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Selfie, a show about hardworking, passionate, stereotype-shattering and opinionated young people who are doing more than taking the perfect Instagram picture. I'm your host Lizzie and today on the show is Matt Majoub, a recent University of Sydney graduate who likes to combine biochemistry with maths whilst running a science engagement program on the weekend. Okay, so full disclosure, Matt is a very good friend of mine, and I've actually been involved in some of his programs, so I have seen the impact of his work firsthand. Plus, he and I are both scientists, so I'm a little bit biased towards the work he does. But don't worry, whether you are like us and live for PCR reactions, or if you have nightmares of year 10 biology, as Matt explains, science is more than just what's in the textbook or what's on the periodic table. Science should be treated more like a tool. Uh, It should be a tool with which to uh, execute the tasks you're handed with. So I finished, just finished my bachelor's in mathematics and biology. So you could say a bit of both worlds. Um, And I liked research so much that I did honors as well. And I just completed that. And I'm planning to pursue further studies in the area of computational biology, which is basically a merging of the two worlds that I've been studying thus far. I do like researching. I do like learning new things about science and just, you know, getting deep into the world of it. But I also really like teaching Mm -hmm. science to everyone else and making sure that not everyone becomes scientists, but just everyone appreciates um, the skills that you need to understand science. And, you know, just not science in general, but that sense of curiosity. I really like people not to lose touch of that sense of curiosity. And that's why I, aside alongside my studies, I try to engage in some other activities which aims at, you know, educating um, kids in primary school or it could be in high school as well, whether it be with helping with the actual studies they have with high school or it's just totally new stuff mm. um, that is not traditional in high school, but I believe it's very important to know for the 21st century, such as, you know, coding, robotics and that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I've been involved in a few of those programs. So most notably the iGEM, which I think we can talk about later. Um, and also with my local Rotary Club, where we're trying to get high school students, especially, more involved with scientific activities because we're feeling like there's not much support around my area, which is a northern suburb in Sydney. And we feel like there, there are very bright students out there and we just want to make sure they don't lose out. So I hope that's a good summary. That is good. So <laughs> yeah. you've never done any education, you're not studying to become like a teacher um, or mm. anything like that. So why the education side of science outreach? Why not mm. just going to more conferences or speaking more directly like the press and the media, mm. um, trying to push it through that way? Why are you going through younger children? I was just generally passionate about education. You know, I didn't necessarily need to be science. But I think the big moment that I realized that consciously that education is really important was uh, when I immigrated to Australia uh, in order to sort of it's, it's quite hard to do and in order to get ahead or in order to be able to fit in mm. people do it in different ways some people do sports they get good at sports they get involved in sports activities my strength i think was um 
my studies, my academic Definitely, abilities.、Yeah. So I studied a lot and I liked it. And through that, I became, I did really well in、mm. them. So that's why I could fit in school better. And then eventually, yeah, you get into a good course at university.、Mm. And then through there, you know your life. So education has not just been, I've be, you know, you've become more intelligent or、yeah. smarter. It's been、uh, my lifeline for fitting into a new、yeah. country. So that's why、uh, I, I really like education. You know, people have different passions、yeah. for Poverty or climate change, education, they're all great. Yeah. I think education is the one that had the biggest impact for me, and it will have, I think, biggest impact on solving a lot of other problems, especially poverty, for example,、mm. and development of nations. Yeah. So you never、mm. thought of actually becoming a teacher or a professor? Because I know that you want to go into medicine、uh, and PhD and stick more with the research side of things and then do maybe this on the side. You never thought of. Actually, going and being a science teacher?、Uh, it, it might sound a bit ridiculous, but uh, uh, for me, teaching is kind of like a, I wouldn't say a hobby.、Mm. It's something I like to do on the side because it's kind of a break for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because you know, I'm saying teaching is easy. Not at all. I, I think, you know,、teaching、I've, tough, I've taught kids, primary, high school. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. I really feel how teachers、yeah. can do it. I have so much respect for them. But for me,、um, Yeah, when I do more professional research, it's really tiny stuff.、Mm. You're working on really small stuff, specific molecular things. And teaching is just a way to get out of that and、yeah. just reconnect again with the big picture. Yeah. And that's why I like teaching that, you know, you, you, you sort of、um, you're reconnecting again with your, your science origins. Yeah. <laughs> What got you interested? Yeah. But I think. Um, especially in Australia, it might be different in other countries. In Australia, I think、uh, science education is suffering a little bit, mostly because of the lack of right training、uh, from early on. And we know that,、um, and probably, you can probably find this in the research as well, that early education is really important in cementing one's skills and passions, and、um, especially when it comes with science. So, the scientific skills and way of thinking. As well as curiosity, because you know, every child is curious. It's a matter of where they are getting the guidance and education from、um, in helping them pursue that sense of curiosity.、Mm. Um, and science is just a tool with which you can help、yeah. uh, your sense of curiosity.、Mm. So that's why I think it's more important to start early.、Yeah. So it sounds like you're sort of pushing the scientific way of thinking. Versus studying pure maths or chemistry or physics or biology. So, is that correct? Definitely. Like, it's definitely. more important to have the scientific method of thinking. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, yeah. versus、mm. um, the actual hard details of like what's、mm. on the periodic table. So, what are examples of like scientific thinking which you、mm. think a science can give that、mm. other areas probably can't give? You know, I think it's really interesting. I think, you know, we can go into the philosophy and the semantics of the word science.、Mm. Well, when you mention science to someone, they think, as you said, chemistry, physics,、yeah. you know, people in white coats,、yeah. um, exploding chemicals,、yeah. colorful chemicals, plants. You know,、yeah. They think that you know, if you're doing science, you're doing experiments with things around you,、yeah. and then you, you know, write a paper on it, you publish it, you give a talk about it, that kind of thing. And I think that's a very misconstrued way of looking at it. And it could be partial because that's the way we've been taught about science.、Mm. I think science should be treated more like a tool. Yeah. 
uh, it should be a tool with which to uh, execute the tasks you're handed with. Mm. So lots of like science is becoming so important now in the world in terms of things like climate change. We've got uh, AIs, driverless cars, coding, um, more stuff to do with cancer and things like that. It's becoming so important. Do you think it's more important for kids to actually learn, you know, the actual like evidence about climate change and like how they can go down into Antarctica and prove that climate change is existing and how the atmosphere works or actual coding skills or do you think it's more important that they learn not the specifics but more of the scientific rigor and the scientific method so that they can then say okay I may not understand every single detail of what's being said but I can trust this as evidence because I can see that it's like a valid experiment Hmm. that's a tough question um there could be many answers to that but I would on impulse I would say it's important to nurture the idea of scientific method, nurture mm. that appreciation for scientific method in them, as opposed to just telling them, this is the data. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, they might agree with you that this is the data, but you've never actually shown them how that data was obtained mm. and why that data is data. Like yeah. Why it is what you hold it like a sacred yeah. um, text. You know? yeah. And I think scientific method is way more important and to teach, mostly because it's harder to teach. Yeah. Because you got YouTube, you got all these different websites on the internet where everyone can go in and just look up the data. Yeah. Uh, I think the important skill is... Analysis. Scient- analysis, exactly. And also to filter out what's dodgy and what's not exactly so you can look at the it's the skill that you look at data you look at research Mm. you look at any particular news and you can question it yeah that's that's the skill that's really important because anyone can learn facts yeah it's just the idea of how understanding how those facts came about that's Mm. really important Mm. Because, you know, as you said, I think you mentioned climate change, for example. That's, I think, where we struggled with. Yeah. And that's what beat us back because um, there's all this data out that support climate change. Mm. 97% of scientists agree with it. Uh, it and they agree that it's human-induced. Uh, but at the same time, we're still facing this opposition. Yeah. And this opposition is, I think, you know, other people might have other agreements. Other people might say... There's a conspiracy because of yeah. the global hegemonies are trying to go against it, especially yeah. the oil companies, which could be true. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's plausible in a sense, but I think it's more to do with the fact that people don't have an appreciation of the scientific method and the rigor that has went into collecting that data mm. and saying that that data is valid. Yeah. This is what's happening. Um, because and 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 so people would just say, well, how can we trust you? Yeah. You know, you know, just because you have a science degree, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, what what does that make you an expert or something? Yeah. And that's just a really big factor in the current trends, the democratic decisions and things in the world as well. Mm. That um, it's it's that lack of uh, uh, showing people or teaching people the scientific method method of observation facts. That's really biting us in mm. the back right now. Yeah, yeah, because 
this is why I think what you've been doing with scientific outreach is really, really important because like I had an amazing biology teacher as well, but at the end of the day, and neither of us are teachers here, neither of us studying to be a teacher, um, but at the end of the day, they have syllabus items and dot points that they have to tick off and they have exams that they have to set an HSC that needs to be done. So there isn't always time for, you know, exploring the hidden side of things, um, especially if you've got like a big classroom and things like that. So like, I think majority of the teachers do their best to engage that questioning and that scientific thinking but given the constraints of a classroom and of the amount of time that they have and what they have to teach it's not always possible and which is why I think scientific engagement and outreach things like you're doing is really really important because you could say okay a child spends five days a week at school and they do science or biology or chemistry or physics you know three or four days out of those five why should we then go on the weekend to this like science fair when you could argue that there probably aren't any English fairs, um, ex- I guess English, they just read books anyway. Mm. Like there mm. are history museums. Would somebody who studies business studies in the HSC go out to a business fair on the weekend? Do they even exist? But like you've just been saying is that so much more of science is not about the textbook. It's about observing it in the real world and getting the an- analytical critical thinking skills, which are so important in this field. Hashtag Selfie is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken word and audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks and offer a 30-day free trial, and with that you get a free audiobook. So in sticking with the theme of today's show, which is about all things science, I'm going to recommend a book called Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman, written by Feynman himself. Richard Feynman was a theoretical physicist and is claimed as one of the greatest scientists of the modern world for all of his work regarding all things quantum. So when you go to www.audibletrial.com selfie, you can sign up for a free trial and download a free audiobook of your choosing. It can be anything you want. Also, please remember that I'm going to donate all the profit from hashtag selfie to, first of all, the Kivio Foundation, which provides small micro loans for families living in poverty so that they can start their own business and pull themselves and their families out of the poverty cycle. And then I will donate that money to Parkinson's Australia. So when you go to www.audibletrial.com selfie, you get a free book, so it doesn't cost you anything. And these two great organisations get some much needed support. So everybody wins. So you're 21 years old. Do three year undergraduate degree with honours. You're still currently, we're in holidays right now, but you're currently studying for the GAMSAT and you're taking extra classes. You're going to do a master's next uh, end of this year, hopefully. So you got a lot on and you're working very hard. Why are you committed to doing outreach now? at this age when you're still at uni versus 10 or 20 years in the future when you have a bit more of like a stable career um, and maybe have a bit more time or maybe you're in a bit of a higher position where you can influence more people or anything like that. Like why are you doing it now whilst you're at uni and studying as hard as you can, not in the future? Let me answer that question if you question, when's a good time? Ah, I thought you'd do that. <laughs> you saw that coming. Come on. Uh, yeah, when's a good, uh, pff, there's no good time. Um, you're right. If you finish your studies and, you know, you find a professional job, you probably have a higher standing. Yeah. 
and you're more likely to be able to push your ideas and mm. uh, the visions you have. Yeah. Have at the same time, you've had no experience. True. <laughs> so you're gonna struggle there. Yeah. And you know, I'm a big believer in sort of community action, civil action, grassroots, mm. um, sort of coming from the bottom. So citizens yeah. come and fix problems rather than from the top where we wait for the government to do yeah. everything. Um, and that's just because citizens know better. Yeah. And tr- most of the things are trivial things and citizens can fix it. Yeah. And because they got the local knowledge, they can do it better. So it's kind of the same thing with me. If there's something I can do and it contributes to improving Australia's education future, then why should I not do it? Yeah. I like mean, why wait? Why? Yeah, why, why wait? Because you can do it now. Sure, you might have to spend some time on it. But if it matters to you, then you should do it. Yeah, yeah. If it's not, you know, sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, yeah, I, I can't do that much. You know, I, I wished, so the current, for example, I'm currently involved with the Rotary. And I can tell you, sometimes it's hard to yeah. organize things because you have to worry about summer school. You have to worry about that kind of thing. So I'm stuck. I'm behind on one week worth of emails. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the deadline's approaching pretty soon. I still haven't found something. But, you know, there's all these problems. But... Mm. At the end of the day, it works out because you might not be able to get 20 students, for example, in your program, but you, know, you might get 10, yeah. but that's still 10 people. Yeah. And if out of that 10 people, you get one who gets passionate to pursue it, then I think your job's, you've done, you done your job well. Yeah. One's more than zero. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> major. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got that one in, so in, that's still a yeah. success. You know, we, 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 um, so we started the workshops, which you were a presenter uh, for the first one, about trying to get kids to understand what's ahead in, with mm-hmm. science, you know, what can they expect. So we talked about, you know, molecular biology, solving climate change, yeah. you know, to ancient history by you and, you know, f- uh, fixing food security and mm. all that stuff. Um, and that was a great event because we had 20 people coming. Everyone was interested. The parents were just so joyous because they're like, oh, thank God there's someone who mm. can sort of inspire our kids. The second workshop didn't go as well. But then that depends on how you think about it because in the second workshop, we only had three students. Yeah. But you could say that, you know, you did all this organization, you had three students. Yeah. But you're, not turn- getting, you're not getting paid for any of this organization. <laughs> you're doing it, you know, at 2 a.m. after you've done all your uni work as well. It was, a, it was a Saturday as well. It's like, I want to go to the beach. Yeah. But then <laughs> you're in, stuck in their room with three students. Yeah. But it was amazing because those three students really, you know, at the end of the day, they came in really sleepy and be like, oh, why am I here? Mm, parents so dragged me along. But towards the end of the day, their eyes were quite bright. You could see a spark in their yeah. eyes. And that's just so satisfying to see it. And uh, especially the best one was when we had a kid who I'm pretty sure her mother brought her. But she was, you know, I think year six or something. Mm. And she was being taught all this stuff about molecular biology and other things. So I was a bit worried at yeah. the beginning. But she was so happy by the end. Yeah. She was came up to us and we're stu- uni students. She's year six being like, I, I went to her and be like, so what do you like? She's like, zoology. It's like, oh, Zoology, that's so cool. Like, you know, my other friend who was a presenter as well, she does zoology, have a chat with friend. They just talked about animals with each mm. other and things. And it just really sparked their curiosity. Mm. You could think of that as failure, but I thought that was a big success because yeah. we got three students being more clear about what they want to do. And this yeah. is out of a small area in the northern suburbs of Sydney. Yeah. You know, so 
what we're trying to do now, we learned from some of our mistakes there. We try to see, okay, how do we want to reform this? And what we're trying to do is the, uh, um, encourage scientific participation in high school students. Yeah. So we said, how can we do that? Should we give free chocolates? Should we mm. <laughs> give something? Uh, and we went, oh, let's have a competition. Yeah. But then we saw that there are two very good statewide competitions around Australia by CSIRO, which is a great Commonwealth mm. uh, science body. And also this teachers association. Yeah. So we thought, you know, we don't want to compete with them. They're doing good work. So we decided to act as a mentoring yeah. uh, place for students to do those competitions. Yeah. So they go to do those competitions, but you know, maybe their schools are not that keen on them doing it, mm. or maybe these teachers don't have time to support them. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be there to sort of a, be like, yes, you know, we have university student mentors to help you out. And then you can have a chat with us anytime to help you yeah. with your projects and things. And then we're also going to put awards as well because these national, nation, uh, statewide, national-wide competitions could be very <laughs> competitive. Yeah. And they do this amazing works, but they just become unlucky or for whatever reason. Yeah, so you want to award each child for they might not get they, the, achieving what they could personally achieve. Exactly. They might not get the awards at those competitions. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're going to have local awards as well where we're yeah. going to um, um, and put value, reward the local contribution, mm. our local talent. Yeah. And through that, we hope that um, we can encourage um, the kids to follow science. Now, this could easily fail as well. <laughs> well, you know, you can never, you, you keep failing and yeah. then suddenly you get it right. Yeah. Um, and that's, you just have to try, you just have to do it. Yeah. You never know uh, what to do it. And I think, the one of the things you know about this idea of do it at once actually i read it from a charles dickens book mm. <laughs> hard times yeah and there was a quote there it's like just i don't remember where and it just says begin at once yeah and i actually wrote that on a board and i put it on my room yeah. for a long time so it's like whatever you want to do just do it yeah and figure out how you want to do it later, it later. <laughs> that was matt talking about his science outreach work If you'd like to support the work that Matt was doing, then the best thing would be to support the Gordon Rotary Club, as that was a Rotary Club that he worked with. And also just go and explore some of the great science museums that your local city has to offer. Matt is actually now at Cambridge in England, studying a Master's in Systems Biology, so is no longer involved in these projects. But knowing him, I'm sure he's up to something interesting regarding science outreach anyway. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Selfie and supporting the show. I would really appreciate it if you could please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes as it helps other people find the show and spread the word about all the great work all of my guests are doing. You can also check out the website, selfiepodcast.org and follow me on all of the usual social media platforms. All of the links will be in the show notes. Thank you again for listening to Hashtag Selfie and I will see you next time where we travel to Uganda to chat with someone who grew up in a refugee camp and is the winner of the Queen's Young Leaders Award.